Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it'd be a little weird, uh, Robbie. I've almost called you Br- Robbie. I don't know why. I don't know who Robbie. Robbie. It'd be a little weird if Brupolo was in Robbie. <laughs> be Robbie. No, it'd be weird if it was in Hoffman. Is where I was going today. Hoffman. Yeah. Like Dustin Hoffman. They definitely like Dustin Hoffman. Def- that would be a little weird. Definitely, definitely want to drink coffee. Def- definitely want to drink coffee. <laughs> The coffee needs to be 102.6 degrees. Hook. Well, you can go that way with Dustin Hoffman. I always think of Rain Man. You, you go straight to Rain Man, huh? I do. And then I'll tell you, underrated movie, Outbreak. Never seen it. Never seen Outbreak, but it's him and Morgan Freeman, and uh, it's where uh, like an Ebola uh, 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 virus gets loose in America, and they got to try to contain it. Yeah, I figured it had something to do with that. It's it's a really good movie. You should check it out. Dustin Hoffman's a great actor. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in that one. Renee Russo, Donald Sutherland, a lot of good, lot of good actors in that movie. Oh, check it out. You can check out Strange Brew Coffee by just going to the website strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll get it delivered right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Father's Day is just days away. Shipping might might not be able to to happen at this point for collegecornerstore.com, but you can still stop in to one of their two locations and find a great polo, a great T-shirt, a great cap, or other great gear for for Mississippi State for your dad. Dad wants a new polo. He wants the state script. If my family's listening... Which I know they aren't. But if they were, I'd be like, yeah, you know, a nice maroon and white polo, nice white polo, maroon state script or maroon polos, white state script. I'll take it. I'd be happy as, as as could be. So make dad happy this Father's Day. Grab him a new polo, something new, something emit from it for maroon and white from College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the best place in town. Oh, no. Rob- Robbie has this smart aleck look on his face. Something is happening. Oh my you don't God. have to look right now. No, Just wait. Look, look. I don't normally look, but when I look up and you've got that smirk. <laughs> so oh, It's okay. Man right there. Uh, restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. We talk about it all the time. I don't think the dinner gets enough love. You know, I, everybody goes to Sunday brunch and everybody knows about their blue plate for lunch. 
But their dinner, I mean, it's it, it's one of the best in the South. It, 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 we're talking about a, a high-end experience there, not to mention the fact they have a ton of great cocktails, a great wine list, a uh, great whiskey program. And, and, you know, if you want one of their craft cocktails from the guest room, buddy, they will go down there and get that for you. So whatever you want to enjoy, if you want to have a great night out on the town, if it's a big date, uh, big night, you know, anniversary, any kind of, uh, of celebration, you want to make that with your friends at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you, and then you can start building that relationship that's going to pay off dividends in the future for you because there's going to come a time when you need to make a decision. Hey, I need to maybe get into get into looking to making a loan. And it's going to be, do I want to deal with this corporate bank with people I've never met and who don't know me, or do I want to deal with my local bank with people I see every week when I go in there? So. The choice is up to you. I think it's an easy choice to make, and Priority One Bank is the place to go. 16 locations. There's going to be one near you. Check them out online, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. We're going to do this again, huh? We're going to do this again. We're going to do this thing where we think somebody's going to be a coach, and then they're not. You know, we we hear this, and then we hear that, and then this never happened. And that's where we are with Mississippi State and its uh, search for a pitching coach. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Let's go into some further detail. Obviously, the smoke was very thick early this morning that Nichols State head coach Mike Silva was going to be the new Mississippi State pitching coach. That smoke seems to have dissipated. And now I don't know if the Bulldogs are back to square one. I don't even know what square one is for this program at this point. But now we're talking, this has been, what, seven weeks since Scott Foxhall was hired. And it feels like Mississippi State is no closer to hiring a pitching coach today than they were the day after. I asked you yesterday if you're surprised at how this pitching uh, that state doesn't have anybody. It doesn't seem like there's any end in sight after today's antics. Do you feel any differently about that? I, I think that we, I, I think the antics part of it is where I'm kind of torn because. I feel like this this stuff plays out on message boards like it's happening in real time and getting presented as not as fact, but as like the timelines as is, you know, the football coaching search for the for the uh, offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. The way that things were going around on the message board, it may look like state was just Zach Arnett was just this big goof that had no clue what was going on. You know, we had people thought that Bobo had been hired and then, you know, he had been fired basically because of the fans' reactions. I just think that – I think that there's there's some validity to the names being put out and things like that. I don't think that a whole lot of people really know what's going on. I, mean, I think that's the issue here I, I, because of how I know that – how Chris Lamontis handles himself and information, how it gets out or I guess how it doesn't get out. I don't think there's a whole lot that we know. I don't think that it's playing out how we think it's playing out, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. I do believe that he that Silva is, is or was a candidate. Yes. I think that Mississippi State has vetted him out. Yes. I still believe that Rob Walton is a candidate. Yes. I don't believe this is a whole deal where State had a pitching coach hired and then he called and, and – Correct. And – I agree with that. I agree you know, with that. I, I just think that there's just a lot of stuff being thrown around, and there's not a whole lot of, 
you know, 100% accuracy to it and the fact that we don't – I don't think we know what's going on right now. I'm going to give a um, uh, a quick uh, – not, not a shout-out because I'm not going to mention anybody by name, but, like, I'm going to be honest. You know, at, at 9 o'clock this morning, I didn't know who Mike Silva was. I had no yeah. idea who, who he was. So when I get a text with, like, what's this Mike Silva th- – Guys, I don't know. Like you tell me. I I googled Mike Silva, and the first person was like some televangelist. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> so you know, if you want to ask me a question, if we're friends and you feel comfortable enough to ask me a question, feel free. But give me some context at nine in the morning. I don't know what's going on. I'm not I'm not living and dying with it like some people are. Good lord. Um, just know that like there like we just don't. There's not a whole lot of stuff getting out on this. Yeah. I mean I, I, I feel like we I feel like I we feel know like, for sure that Rob Walton is involved. Yes. But I, I just don't think that a whole lot of people are locked in and, and inside the room with Chris Lamonis right now. That's just it's very hard to get information out of the Mississippi State baseball office. It feels right like now. sort of what I felt like when we had the offense quarter thing, I feel like there's some intentional misdirection happening yeah. from Mississippi State that they're they're putting stuff out through their sources to to throw people off the scent. Now it could very either well- that or there's just or it's just not getting out, and there's just a a lot of people just kind of scrambling for stuff, and they're picking mm-hmm. up some some information that might not be as accurate. Right. Anyway, either way. And like I said, this could very well end up back at square one, which was, you know, when we first started, you know, when the, the, the I guess, coming out of the, um, who did they play last, A&M series, that, you know, the name of Rob Walton was already starting to circulate through through some, some, some channels there. Could end up just back there. But I, for one, and I, I think we talked about it yesterday, and this is something that happens a lot where people say, oh, well, this is happening so that this can happen. And then this never happens. And what it is, is they fired Foxhall so they could get a head start on things. A head start would have, you know, I mean, I know it's a little different because he's a head coach now, but Wes Johnson has taken the Georgia job. Yeah. You know, he's still coaching at LSU. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we can say, like, there's misinformation or that, you know, this is a misdirection or whatever. At the end of the day, this is too long. This has gone too long, and it plays back into my thought process of I just don't trust that this is going to get turned around. I just Correct. don't. I don't either. And they, and they can – and he – and Chris Simonis might make a great hire here, and I hope he does. I hope they have a great pitching coach come in. But if some of the names that are out there right now are Silva and some of these people that I don't – don't think you're going to drastically change things. That's not good. And it, Silva is kind of the type of guy that I thought they would be in the game for. Mm-hmm. When when we first started talking about this this coaching hire, I I just did not believe that Mississippi State could be in the game for a legit Power Five pitching coach because of the situation with Chris Lamonis. You're foolish if you think Mississippi State can sell a great pitching coach coming here mm-hmm. with what's surrounding Chris Lamonis. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's the fact of the Very matter. Tough. Chris Lamonis is going on year three possibly of having a bad team, mm-hmm. and you're having to sell a coach to come into a program where a coach is on a hot seat at a place like Mississippi State 
and for for everything that's good about Mississippi State to sell with the uh, the brand that they have in baseball, the money, the facilities, the recruiting prowess that they have, for everything that's good there, it comes with a lot of baggage as well. And with that being, if you're not good at your job, you can be fired pretty quickly. And so the, the, Silva is the type of coach that I thought Mississippi State was going to be in the game with because I just did not think that they were going to have a chance for a big-name guy. If you now, if they're back, able to get Rob Walton, I think that's a great hire yes. for the situation they're in. If you go back to when – and this is the comparison I made a while back with Jackie Sherrill, who got a third year when he probably should not have. Fired both of his coordinators and brought in who? Morris Watts and Ron Cooper. Yeah. Why? Because a my guess is he was you know he wasn't exactly ready in 2003 to change the way he ran his offense, but b because those are the kind of guys you get when the coach is clearly on the hot seat, and you saw how it panned out. Something to point out here: this time a seat a year ago, State already had Landon Gartman, Colton Ledbetter, and Nate Dome committed out of the transfer portal. Guys are waiting, and on top of that. It's still going to be a tough sell because guys are, are going to look at it and say that's I don't know that that's going to be a good team or not. You know, the, the yeah. most of these guys they want to come in and put themselves in a good situation. Mississippi State's not a good situation right now, and that's not I don't know that that's really going to change much, regardless of who they hire as the pitching coach, because I think no. people look at the head coach and say, and eh, he's he's in, he's in trouble there. So I mean, you might get some some grad transfer guys. I don't know how many young guys you're going to get. I don't know if you're going to be able to bring in a couple couple of guys and that was one of the things that with Silva that people were attracted about was he has this young stud freshman pitcher who that they you know Richard Cross saw him last week at the uh the Tuscaloosa Regional he was that's where Nichols was and he said look that kid's gonna be pitching in the in the SEC next year no question about it somebody's gonna come get him Louisiana kid probably gonna end up at LSU if I had to guess but you know state I'm sure will still make a play for him I'm sure Ole Miss will much other schools will, but there's not going to be a lot of game changers out there in the portal. They're just—I mean, there, there might be. So we don't know who's going to who's going to leave at this point. Some guys might that you not expect, but it's just this is a tough, tough process for Mississippi State, and it's it's going to it's not going to get any easier with each day that passes. And last year was kind of their time. Last year they were still kind of fresh off a national championship. Yeah. You still had a lot to sell. And that was the time where Chris Lamonis needed to fix it. They didn't fix it. Mm-hmm. And that was when you had a Paul Skeens out there and guys like that. And, I mean, Aaron Nixon was a uh, great name guy. Nate Dome, I think, is going to work out for Mississippi State. I think he's going to be a really good pitcher for Mississippi State. That was a guy that wasn't a, a known guy. They didn't really go out there and get game changers. And Nate Dome, I would consider him – and Aaron Nixon, two guys that were uh, beneficial for Mississippi State, but they didn't go out there and get game changers. They got Tyler Davis, who's really struggled. Um, they got who else did they get out of the portal pitching wise? Um, Aaron Nixon, did you mention him? Yeah. Okay. Is Nixon, Dome, they get three guys. Davis. No, Gart. They got Gartman, Davis, Gartman, Gartman. And Gartman, Gartman didn't live up to yeah. what you thought he could be. No. So last year was the time for them to get their game changers. Now you're two years removed from a national championship. You've yeah. had two terrible seasons. You don't have a pitching coach. Whoever you hire is probably not going to be a difference maker. This is danger zone for Mississippi State. Agreed. This is danger zone. 
And this is what I mean, this is kind of what we talked about. I mean, I think keeping Chris Simonis allows you to retain your roster that you have. What it doesn't do is allow you to pick up game changers, I think, out of the portal in this pitching staff. Yeah. And I think that's where I think that's kind of where you are right now is you I don't I don't trust that they're going to be able to fix this. I just I don't. I'm I'm very skeptical about this. I've seen this play out a billion times. You've you've uh, alluded to the the 2003 situation Mississippi State football. I think it's very similar. Mm-hmm. We've seen this so many times, and it almost never gets turned around. I'm pulling for Chris Amonis. I want this to happen. I want this to be a successful uh, situation for Mississippi State. It's just not looking good for me. I just – I don't see it. There's too many variables that have to be fixed, and I don't think it's going to happen. You and I both, buddy. You and I both. All right, let's 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 turn the page and let's talk a little uh, little football and let's play a song. Robbie, I'm very hopeful here. I'm very hopeful that this young man's name is Kyson like Bison. Uh, All right, we don't know. What else could it what else could it be? Keyson. Keyshawn? It could be like a I don't know. I, you never know. You never know these days, man. It's, 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 we're not lucky enough for it to be Kyson. All right. We're going to go with Kyson, though. That's what we're going to go with until we hear different, which I'm sure I'll get well. I'm going to go with Keyson. I'm going to go with Keyson. Keyson. Yeah. I, should, I, just, I, where, I feel like that is more, I feel like that is more is likely. I need, I need Paul Jones to just, like, I, I, might, I may shoot him a text here. I think I am going to shoot Yeah, you him. might as well. Yeah, wait, wait. I, I can't go through this and you'd be calling him the exact wrong name the yeah. whole time we got we got to get that figured out i think we got it figured out last year with a uh, pico con oh my god it took uh, us half the season though we got it we, we finally got it figured out with nate dome his dad finally set us straight on that that's right so i mean we we can't be going uh you know my months and months would work. i've already sent this uh this text off here we go but while we're waiting on that, there we go. We're gonna wait. Mississippi State is Mr. Shepherd, huh? Yeah, Mr. Shepherd. Call him Mr. Shepherd. Yeah, Mississippi State adds a commitment today. Uh, three-star offensive lineman out of Germantown, Tennessee, not not Mississippi. This is another one, Robbie. That I don't. I look at the offer list and I'm wondering what's going on because 24/7 Composite has him as an 8485. Uh, he's an 85 on 24-7 sports, so we're not talking about a highly rated uh, prospect here, but lists offers from Florida, Louisville, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas, and Texas A&M. What am I missing here? I don't know. I think Paul mentioned that he had picked up some some of those offers last year. Okay. So uh, I think the recruiting has slowed down a little bit um, for him, but from – all reports from Paul. I think Peanut was was at Top Dog as well. Paul was there. Um, some posters on the board. I wasn't there, so I can't speak on it. But he he had a really good showing at Top Dog camp, and the coaches were kind of sold on it. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, uh, I really trust Will Friend. He's been coaching in SEC football for a long time. He played SEC football. I trust that he has a really good eye for SEC talent. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're talking about a kid that's listed 6'5", 315. That's, I mean, that'll work. Um, and uh, the offer list, I don't think that those guys are going to offer him without having seen something in him Some that flash says this kid's in the yes. offer. Yes. Right. I mean, Texas A&M, um, Texas, teams like that, Florida, they're not going to offer a kid that doesn't have the ability. Right. So they've seen something from him that says he's an SEC player, and several people have signed off on him, so I'm good with it. So Mississippi State has now moved up to 27th uh, in the uh, the recruiting rankings, uh, the 24-7 team rankings. If you add uh, Traveris Banks to that list, they would move up to uh, 22nd. So that would be a five-spot jump uh, for the Bulldogs once the addition of Traveris Banks uh, is made. And what about P.J. Woodland? Uh, and that's another guy that, you know, if you read Paul's Biscuits today, he talked about Woodland. He was supposed to be on campus today, but they had an, an issue. He's coming Wednesday, and there's a lot of signs that say he'll, he'll commit. So I'll do that for you, though. This is a, by the way, this is one of my favorite tools is the uh, class calculator. The class calculator. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, this yeah. is a great tool from 24-7. I don't know if ON3 has anything like this. So if the, if both of those guys were to commit this week, Assuming, you know, obviously there's, there's it's fluid because, you know, other teams are getting commitments as well. But at that point, State would move up to 17th. And the thing about that is it's not, you know, in the past, your State would rack up mm-hmm. commitments and move up to, you know, top 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of these schools inside the top 25, they have 15, 18, 19 commitments. Yeah, you're not wrong. So the average commitment for Mississippi State will not that won't be bad. That's gonna be a yeah. solid class you're building. I mean, right now they're at eighty seven, which yeah. is high three star, mid three star. Mm-hmm. You add those two guys, you're looking at four composite four star recruits out of your twelve guys. I mean, that we're we're starting to get closer to Mississippi State getting into that nice range of the blue chip categories. Yeah, well, we'll I, about I don't think I don't think state's ever going to be a team that has consistently you know half of its class ranked in as four stars. Yeah. But, you know, can you get eight seven eight guys? Yeah. In there? Can you get eight nine guys in there? I mean, that I think that's a really good class if you're able to do something like that. Yeah, when you look at the 24/7 the way they do their commitments, right? North Carolina. Now, North Carolina is a, a team that could end up having a good recruiting class, right? But they have 16 commitments. 15 of them are three-star kids. Their average point per commitment rating is lower than states. So is Pittsburgh. They have 17 commitments, two of them four-stars, 15 uh, three-stars. Minnesota has 19 commitments, 16 uh, three-stars, and I assume that means that they have three that are un- they have three players currently that are unranked. But I assume those guys will be three-stars uh, as well. So, I mean, you know, when you look at it like that, yeah, State's state's average per commitment uh, score, like you said, is an 87 right now. Banks is going to raise that up big because he's like a, a 94 or something like that. And then Woodland's around a 90, I think. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about it's going to be around an 88 
If you finish, maybe we can get maybe we can get some of these guys bumps. Like I thought Xavier uh, Gaten got a good. He was eighty eighty eight. He's eighty seven. Eighty seven. That's that's a good spot for him. I think. Uh, he's eight, he's eighty seven on he's eighty eight on two four seven right. Let me see here eighty eight on on twenty four seven eighty seven. Yeah, we here, just but. rated him that, so I thought that was a, that's, a, that's a very that's fair rate. Hibbler is a guy you think is going to get re rated and, and be closer to like a ninety three ninety four when that. To me, going. he's ninety two by default. Yeah, the the offer list, knowing his you know, the the people that want him to commit in the SEC, to me, he's a ninety two by default. Um, and you know that would be. That would be a really good uh, deal for Mississippi State there. And, you know, I think Jay Lindsay maybe could be a guy that gets up to 87, yeah. something like that. I mean, I mean he's added these guys SEC offer. And, 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 yeah. So we'll see. Uh, according to Paul, he says it's cousin, like almost like cousin. Kissing. Well, the way, Kissin? he's got, the way he's got it written out, let me tell you what he wrote here. All right. He wrote, I said, how do you pronounce the name? And he said, K-U-H-S-O-N. Cusson. Cusson. Or Cusson. Cusson. So Cusson. 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 We figured it out. Samsonite. We figured it out. Cusson Shepard. Shepard. Shepard? Where did Shepard come from? I can't get anything right today. Cusson Wow, this is brutal. Yeah, poor kid. He's gonna decommit. Now, yeah, those guys were making fun of me. <laughs> the, the, if you know, if you know Kasan Shepard, don't let him listen to this podcast. Don't don't do it. Just they didn't talk about you. I don't know what happened. They said they'd get to it a, a later. Why couldn't day. he just be like John Smith? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I was so happy last year. State's top recruit was Isaac Smith. I was like, I got that. one. Yes, so. easy. All right. Moving forward, let's uh, let's move on into the rest of the show. Let's talk to our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. This uh, the summertime is here; it's time to grill. And if you're grilling out, beef is what needs to be on the menu. Obviously, steaks, burgers, those are the top dogs. But so many great options with beef. You know, something that never gets mentioned is kebabs. I love kebabs. Love grilling kebabs out some good. kebabs. Oh man, if you can get some kebabs going with some beef, some steak kebabs, yes sir. Side, side some maybe some grilled chicken on there too. I know we're talking about beef, but all I mean, right, you dropped in the kebabs. All right, now with the bird, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not messing with the bird here. This is all, this is all about the love beef. chicken. I, I love you, chicken. I, I know you love chicken, but this is about the cow. I love the cow. I like both. Yeah, I do. I do. This weekend or any weekend, if you're grilling out this summer. Make sure beef is on the menu. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I mean, now now we're talking about the pig, more or less. That's that's what the, the noble swine is the king of the meats at our friends Two Brothers. And don't forget, when you eat at Two Brothers, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. It is a Bulldog Initiative business. Really good props to Charlie as he's getting all these uh, stickers out around town to let you know what businesses support the Bulldog Initiative. Two Brothers is one of them. So next time you're at, you're out and about, you're thinking, what do I want to eat? You want to eat some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for going on 40 I feel like I'm, I'm at the point. We're at the halfway point of the year now, forty going on 49 years. It's a long time, guys. 
And that's the only way you stay open that long is by taking care of your customers. They do that at Advantage Business Systems. They treat you like a neighbor. They treat you like you want to be treated. And that's the way that, that you're going to do things when you deal with a Mississippi business like Advantage Business Systems. Give them a call today and find out what kind of difference they can make for you. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection of the Rogue, it's just the best around, guys. Stylish polos, great fits, big-time name brands, and most importantly, they've got the logos that you want. They are dealing exclusively in the state script, the M over S, the walking bully. You can't you can't find the banner rim. Well, maybe you can, but nobody's buying it, and we all know it. It's on the back shelf. It's on the it's it's behind a bunch of other stuff on the rack. You don't 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 look back there. You don't know what you're gonna find. Great looking polos at a great price with the incredible service you've come to expect from the rogue. Dad will be really happy if he opens up with that bag and there's a polo from the rogue waiting for him in there. Shop online at therogue.com or visit the rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the rogue. Starting to get hot outside. Paul Paul is uh hold on real quick. It is like cousin. It's like cousin, cousin Shepherd. Okay. No, I, I I'm just telling you what the man said. All right. <laughs> we're, we're gonna find out down the road we're all wrong. Let's, let's go with it. Yeah, I don't trust I don't trust Paul with Paul spoke I, to the kid on the phone. I know, but I don't trust him with with uh, pronunciations. I don't. I, I, He's an old country guy from Grenada. He to the kid, he has to know. Yeah, but he might not have gotten the pronunciation. You may text Arnett, like, "Hey, how you yeah, his name. Arnett, yeah, would let's see what, let's see what he says. He'd be like, what kid are you talking about? Shut the hell up! That's what he would say to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Slap you around. He would. He would. He would boss me around. Uh, it's getting hot outside, guys. Cool down with a sweet treat from our friends at Dolce. Their incredible gelato selection and great milkshakes as well. It's not just about the gelato there. Open 7.30 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday. So if you do want to duck in for breakfast, that's great. But during the afternoon, it's 90 degrees outside, 75% humidity. You're starting to feel that, 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 that sweat on the back of your neck. Go cool off with a delicious treat from our friends at Dolce 509 University Drive. Back in the SEC West today for our uh, SEC predictions, we are talking about the Auburn Tigers. I don't know why. Hold on. Do you hear do you hear amazing grace in the background? What's going what's going on there? I don't know what's I don't know what's happening there. Well, the cervical the unbroken by and by lower by and by. Say amen. Uh, There's a better school awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Auburn was uh, six and six a season ago. No, that's not correct. They were five and seven a season ago. Uh, obviously fired Brian Harson midseason, let Cadillac Williams uh, finish the year out, and then looked like they were going to hire Lane Kiffin. That one got away from them. So they did the, the, they did the, they couldn't get the current Ole Miss coach. So they went and got a former one. Hugh Freeze. And here's what I will say about Auburn. Without even looking at their schedule, without knowing anything, I think they'll play better this year. I think they will win game. They will be a good winning program going forward because Freeze, despite all his faults as a human being, he can coach. But there is something with Freeze. Freeze and Leach, something in common, right? Feels like you always win one you shouldn't, lose one you shouldn't with Hugh Freeze. 
Yeah, you think about that year where they were ten and um, and they went they they went to the Sugar Bowl and they beat Alabama that year at Alabama, the eventual national champions. But they lost to Memphis, and they lost to yeah. a seven and five Arkansas team. So I mean, it's just it's just every year with them. So let's look at the schedule and see. They got a chance to get off to a decent start. They start off with UMass. Obviously, they'll win that one. Then they go to Cal. You know, Ole Miss went to Cal a few years ago, and that was a little bit of a hornet's nest for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Is kickoff time set for that? It is. 9.30 Central. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Pac-12, you strike again. Um, I think I'll take Auburn to win, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I will. I just don't – I don't. I mean, Cal, though, you'd be surprised how many NFL players that they produce, the oh, really good NFL players. Yeah, yeah. They, they just haven't been very good lately. Mm-hmm. I feel like they haven't really been very good in a while. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, so the talent, you know, they might have some talent. I don't know. I, I think they had a losing record last year. I believe I think true. I'm going to go with Auburn. I think Auburn's going to be more talented. All right. So we'll have them 3 and 0 because they play Samford the next week, not Stanford, Samford. Don't count out the Bulldogs. Never do. Never would. And then they have, and this is the swing game of the season, probably for both teams. When they travel to College Station to take on Texas A and M, the loser of this game is, is not going to a bowl. And I would tell you that if that loser is Texas A and M, then Jimbo is in real trouble at that point. Real trouble at that point. This might be the one. I, I don't know if this counts as one that they shouldn't win. What do you think? I think I'm. I, I think I'm going to go with A and M here. Okay. I, this is going to be the first kind of raucous environment mm-hmm. that they're going to play in this True. year. And you True. you have a you have some new faces out there. You have some people that haven't played on this this stage before. I think that this will be the first stumbling block that they have. Hugh Freeze knows something about stumbling blocks, but I you know. <laughs> I don't think he's getting through this. Normally, you have to pay extra for stumbling block. Oh, um, I'm trying to think here. If he finds out about this, we're getting we're, we DMs. We're going to get DMs. We're going to get DMs so hard. I see what you're trying to do. All right, I, I see what what's happening there. You are you are trying to get me to make an inappropriate joke, but I'm not gonna. Not at this time. Uh I I can't talk myself into Auburn today. So let's go with AM. So three and one, three and two, because they're playing Georgia the week after that. Uh then they have the bye week and they travel to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. Think think this is going to be three and three. Oh, this schedule is, is kind of tough. Oh. The, some of these some of these games that I think they could potentially spring an upset are on the road. Yes. I'm going with LSU here, definitely. I, I don't think Auburn would beat them at Auburn either, mm-hmm. but definitely not going to beat them in Baton Rouge. I agree. Here's another thing. like, Are we are we completely 100% on who the quarterback is? It's it's Peyton I mean, It's going to be the transfer. Yeah, I, we are. I mean, it, it's got to be because I, I don't know why they would bring him they, in. If it they will have – I think they will treat Robbie Ashford the same way Mississippi State's going to do Mike Wright. There will be packages for him. Wildcat stuff, let him use his athleticism. He's a good enough passer of the ball that you can throw with him occasionally, but yeah. it's going to be Peyton Thorne. 
It's got to be, man. Yeah, but I agree. And I don't – I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on him either. Hey, you shouldn't be. You know, he, so he is, the quarterback is so important. The only thing is he gives you a more reliable passer than you had yeah. at Ashford. But he's not a, a game changer by any stretch of the imagination. Auburn mm-hmm. next year will find a real quarterback in the portal. I'll make that prediction. They uh, haven't had just – uh, incredible quarterback play though since Cam Newton. Like they, they've been kind of searching. Uh, Jared Stidham was was okay. solid at times. And okay. Nick Marshall was a great running quarterback. Yeah. But they've they've all had like something wrong with them. Yes. I'm trying to remember some of the other guys that they had. Uh you know Bo Nix. Bo Nix, yeah. I mean just remember remember the dude that was like they were you know he was the next Heisman. He was the next Cam Newton. Who was that guy? Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy Johnson. Yeah, and they didn't work out. They, they wanted Bo him Nix to be the highest. really so bad, bad one because, I mean, he was the number one dual-threat quarterback in the country, wanted to play for his dad's alma mater, wasn't ever any good there. He transfers to Oregon, and he's unstoppable. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, something was up there. Here's the big two-game stretch for Auburn. Both games at home, back-to-back Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They're going to get one of these. Yes. I think it's going to be Ole Miss. Uh, I think they're going to beat Ole Miss. I feel like Ole Miss's They've, run defense is a problem, and Auburn will exploit that. And freeze, freeze. If nothing else, freeze knows how to run the football, and 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 pile up yards like that. That and he, you know, he's really going to have a chip on his shoulder in that I game. I would think so. both games They've, he will, but yes. They've had Ole Miss's number kind of like Arkansas mm-hmm. last year. They were just so bad on they couldn't they couldn't get they, they just couldn't stop. Yes, but they were they were running the ball all over Ole Miss. I imagine that's basically what they're going to do here too. I agree. I, I think they win this game. And then on if the that game would have been at Auburn last year, they would have won that game. I think I think you might be right, which is interesting because that was the last game that Harson coached. Yep. You know, if they win that game, is it different? I, I don't know the answer. To that. You know, Harson beat them. And, you know, probably Ole Miss probably should have won that game, but two years ago. Yeah. Well, Corral got hurt in that game, didn't he? Uh, I think yeah, I think Altmaier had to play a yeah, lot of games. So. Yeah, and then 2020, same thing. Same, well, that was the game where Ole that was Miss that was Gus Malzahn, but but Ole Miss should have beaten. That, that's that's the game I was talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mississippi State's the opposite problem. If State's good enough defensively. I think they'll slow down the Auburn offense, and then you know I, I just feel like State can get that win. So so that would put them at uh, three and four, four and four, four and five. I'll get them to five and five. I think they'll go up to Nashville and beat Vanderbilt. But that could be an interesting game. Yeah, I think Vandy's going to be better. All right, but I, I do think that Auburn probably wins. Oh. I think it should be too talented. Oh, it's getting. We're not getting a bowl out of freeze in this first year. I don't think because I don't think they're going to go to Arkansas and win. Do you? No. Okay. They're sitting there at four wins. Yeah, so that's got them four and yeah. six. They they have New Mexico State and then they have the Iron Bowl. One thing about the Iron Bowl, I will say this, and Richard Cross pointed this out. It's been like for the last ten years, it's kind of been this way since Alabama got control of the series. When the the, the Iron Bowl is in Tuscaloosa, it's a blowout, no questions, no worries for for that one. But when it's at Auburn, the game is always either close or Auburn wins. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's it's very odd. So I think that could be the situation here. That you know, the game is in Auburn, so it could be a close one. But Alabama wins. So year one for Freeze, we're both saying five and seven. Do you think Freeze was hired in large part because he beat Bama twice? Yes, that played. I don't know about the large part because he's a good college football coach. 
He runs an exciting brand of offense, and he and he, he could you know that he can recruit. He even make your jokes, I get it, but that he can recruit. Because but if he had not beaten Bama twice, he would not be the coach. Because that's when that's what made him big at Ole Miss. If he doesn't win those two games. He's he's just you know not that impressive at Ole Miss. But by winning those two games, yes, that there is a a thought that Hugh Freeze has Nick Saban's number to a degree. Yeah, because you, know, you remember the next year in 2016, they had Alabama on the ropes. They were up three touchdowns on them, but then they could not stop the running game, and then they turned the ball over a couple times. It but really yes, wild. You're, you're correct that Freeze's record against Saban, having two wins, when I mean, nobody other than Kirby Smart, I don't think anybody in the country has two wins over Nick Saban. So that, that played a role in it for sure. All right. They're going to go, they're going to win five or six games, mm-hmm. maybe seven at the very best. Mm-hmm. But they'll be better. But people, people are still, people are still going to be excited. Yes. At Auburn. I don't think yes. anybody's going to be because they'll play mad. better this year. Last year, they were yeah. just, they were not a fun team to watch early in the season. So, I mean, they should have, I mean, think about how they were five and seven last year. They should have lost to Missouri. That, that Missouri had that game won. The guy's walking into the end zone with the game winning touchdown. And drops the football. Yeah. Um, and then they, they had another game. The You mentioned the Ole Miss game. I mean, they, 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 they had a chance in that game to get the win, and they just couldn't. All right, we're back to the East next week. We've already done Florida and South Carolina. Who you want? Uh, Georgia. I'm just going to go ahead and write Brian 13 or 12-0, and 0, right? Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the worst schedule in college football. We'll give, the, we'll, you know, we'll give them the, the, their, their, their due on uh, – on next Tuesday's podcast. All right, tomorrow is the rumblings. Get us the questions in now, and we will start. To, we will get those answered. Uh, don't forget on uh, on Thursday for our Friday podcast, we will be in Enterprise, Mississippi, at Long's Fish Camp. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're open for lunch, so I don't know that you guys can come out and and join us. I will find out to find out some more information about that. See if they're going to make an exception or how that works. But long story short, we will be at Long's Fish Camp on uh, Thursday for our Friday podcast. And we'll have plenty to talk about on that show. <sighs> Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Robbie, now back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.